Head coach searches are on around the league. There are currently five open jobs in the NFL. Matt and I will rank those jobs. And could a couple more be added to the list in coming days and weeks? All that coming up on today's Peacock and Williams. You're listening to the Peacock and Williamson NFL Show, your daily podcast on the National Football League, powered by the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Welcome to the Peacock and Williamson NFL Show. We're getting into the coach, head coach, and GM openings around the NFL on today's program. Those openings could, I think, grow. There's a couple of teams out there where there are some decisions to be made. So Matt and I will try to make sense of those job openings. Which are the best job openings for head coaches around the NFL, as we're just seeing a, a massive amount of assistance being interviewed around the league and interview requests being thrown out there. And Matt, I think, at and by the way, at BD Peacock, at Williamson NFL on Twitter, Matt, I think one of the big things, now that I start to see a lot of the names being thrown out with interview requests, I think there's a lot of owners and GMs that are meeting with coach candidates, not really thinking that this is actually a coach candidate, but I think they're just trying to gather information. They're trying to learn about hmm. other coaches through certain other coaches that they're interviewing, but not really intending to hire. Because I'm seeing names like uh, 49ers offensive coordinator Mike McDaniel. And yes, he's from the Kyle Shanahan tree. And But but Mike McDaniel is not a, a head coach. Like, he's not head coach material, at least not yet. yet. Yeah, like, right. he's not really even that good with the media yet. And he's a smart guy. Um, you know, Ivy League guy. You know, super intelligent. But as far as, like, the head coaching stuff, and he's been Kyle Shanahan's right-hand man for a long time, I really think he's somebody that they're interviewing because they're trying to find out about other candidates or learn about I don't know what but I I would be shocked if names like that are hired as head coaches so I think there's a lot of that going along uh, in the NFL as well and it's probably good for these assistants to get interviews a year two years before they're actually ready to take those jobs that's what I was going to say is that's great for the coach you know is uh, do an interview year and then have put another really good year together of, of tape and, you know, coaching your side of the ball. And then you've been down that road. Your name's been thrown out there. I agree with everything you said. There's a lot of names right now, but how many of them are really in the hunt for, you know, getting a true one of 32 jobs? Probably not many, but it's good to for them to, you know, learn the whole process. And one thing that happens that I find kind of odd, but there's services out there that these owners call to say, who should be my next head coach? And they do all this processing. And if you're on that list, you know, I mean, it's a huge advantage and maybe your agent is buddies with the people there. I mean, there's a lot of, you know, who, you know, and all that stuff. Unfortunately, it's a very flawed process, to be honest with you. <laughs> it is a flawed process. And I think you, you just look around the league, okay, who's got a good offense? Well, let's interview the offensive coordinator there. Right, uh, who's right. got a good defense? Let's request the defensive coordinator. Who are good teams? Well, let's let's interview like three people in their front office, not even just one. Like uh, th- There's numerous people per front office that are getting interviewed for some of the GM jobs, too. So uh, they're... Uh, it's a huge task, and I think at this point, you're trying to learn a lot. As soon as coaches start getting hired, though, I think we're going to start to see a scramble and things start getting a little bit more serious for some of these teams. Yeah, and maybe I'm wrong, but I don't think there's one name that just stands out above all others that I have to be the first one to land 
player, you know, coach X, or I'm going to be shut out that I'm going to get a lesser guy. So maybe patience is the way to go here. Talk to a lot of people, do all the vetting and learning you can about them, all the research you possibly can, bring them back a couple times, Zoom calls left and right. Uh, I wouldn't be hasty in this decision. I think there's a couple of names that stand out that you might have to move quicker. But in a lot of cases, maybe the coach is deciding anyway. And a name like Jim Harbaugh comes to mind. And there's been whispers mm-hmm. out there and reports that he might be making a run back to the NFL from the the college ranks at Michigan. And that's one where it might be, say, you know, Bears and Raiders. And is it up to Harbaugh? Are they going to even interview a coach like that? Do or do you just hire the guy? You know, after you interview a couple of other candidates, and you say, "Well, we don't love any of these guys. Let's just go get the big fish. Let's go get Jim Harbaugh." Or maybe mm-hmm. uh, Brian Flores is now a new hot name where he would lead a lot of candidates in the NFL. Brian Dable is a name. I would say those three names stand out the most, but it's really hard to know about assistants and who's really most well respected. And sometimes. Guys are better coordinators than they are head coaches, even though they're masterful coordinators. Absolutely. I mean, I don't know much about economics or the world outside of football, but I mean, from what I understand, there's a Peter principle, which I don't know why it's called that, but uh, usually in this world, people advance to the point where they can't do the job. You know, I'm a great position coach. Mm -hmm. I'm going to make him a coordinator. Wow, he's a great coordinator. And so let's give him a shot as a head guy. Well, the skill set's much different. He really should be a coordinator. I mean, he hits his head on, on, on the ceiling of being a wonderful coordinator. We shouldn't have made him a head coach. I mean, so that mistake is made all the time. Um, one other note I want to throw out there too, and it's not this time yet, but it comes quick. You know, you said how a barrage will happen after the first dominoes falls. Then you got to build your staff. I mean, to me, that's really important. Like mm. if I'm hiring a, a young, you know, young offensive coach and he tells me, you know what? I got Vic Fangio as my defensive coordinator. If you hire me like, oh, OK, you know, right. And yeah. Vic's and I've got this defensive staff, and, you know. Yeah. And I've got this superstar quarterbacks coach to be my offensive coordinator yeah. or uh, so. Yeah, I think that's Great line. Coach, that's key. You know? And I think that might be another thing is just asking all of these coordinator or all these coordinators that you're interviewing for head coach jobs ask him who that who would be on their staff and if you start yep. to hear the same name a few times then you start to know okay this, this maybe this is the way we need to go with uh with hiring the rest of the the, the staff on the roster and which, mm-hmm. which coach can bring in the best coaching staff because if you're the last coach hired it's harder because there's all those assistants are now hired up and everyone's taking that next step up the ladder and it's harder to fill your staff Before we get into these teams, I made a short list of if I was a head coaching candidate, what would I rank in terms of how pretty the new job is? Mm -hmm. I mean, I'm curious if you agree with me. I got five five things here that I listed from one to five. Oh, I like it. Let's go. First of all is ownership slash culture. You know, like, is this a winning organization? Is this an owner I want to be my boss? I mean, do they know how to win here? Like Jacksonville fails that test miserably. Absolutely. Ownership's number one. I'm glad you put that in one because I was going to say the same thing. It, it, it's far and away number one. It has to be. Yeah. I mean, that's your boss. I mean, that's yes. the, the guy writing your check. That's the guy you listen to. You know, I mean, that's the family or whoever that you have to account for. And, you know, can I win in this environment? And that can be different. It can look very different, too. It, you might want to say, oh, this is an owner that's going to give me the resources I want and get the heck out of the way, and I might not Absolutely. even hear from him all that much. And that might be a great thing. Or this is a really active owner because he's going to be in meeting rooms and he wants to win, and, and he's going to fight and spend money that we want to go um, 
to go win and and win now and do whatever we need to do. So there's that could look multiple ways, but the one thing you don't want is just the really bad ownership that doesn't care that much about winning that uh, year won't after spend, year. It won't know. spend. Yeah, it is just fine, you know, selling a few jerseys here and there. That's that's probably not the team you want to get a job for unless it's your only opportunity to take that next mm-hmm. step up the ladder. Number two, to me, has to be quarterback situation. I mean, is this a young guy I can grow with? Is it already established? Do I need one? You know, how uh, how married is the organization to the current guy? Is there even a current guy in place? Absolutely. Yep. Quarterback has to be up there. And this kind of stems from quarterback, but number three to me is just rest of roster, you know, do I have an offense? You know, what what's the rest of this roster look like? Age, you know, is, is it an ascending roster? Do I need lots of stuff? Do I need a little stuff? Where does and I don't want to jump your list here, but where does okay. the actual location, city, quality of life? You're you're taking your family it, there. You, you didn't were... make my top five. They'll get used to it. Really? Right, okay. Really. <laughs> <laughs> Nor did what they're paying me. So I, you know, maybe there's oh, a little bit. Wow. Of... I think you know what I think you're Real underestimating what um, what some actual other. I mean, we're talking about Matt Williamson, the head coaching candidate, but I think pay, I think money, and uh, I think what your family, what your spouse says about where you're moving your family the city the quality of life there i think that would factor in quite a bit for for a lot of folks it does didn't make my top five though Very <laughs> they'll be fine I mean, I'm, I'm taking you to wherever and you're going to live with the head coach's spouse and family's life such as life no in the real <laughs> world that matters i'm, I'm basically right. just talking football here um number four what kind of resources do you have? How much cap space? Where are your draft picks? You know, do I have a lot of cards in my hand to add my players? That's number four for me. Yeah, and draft, salary four. cap, that's huge. Because if, you, yeah, if huge. you're so I mean, hamstrung have- that you can't build the thing you need to build, we saw that in uh, in Houston. Like, how do you even get that started? You right, almost have to right. wait a year to even start your rebuild. Absolutely. And then the last one is just, who's in my division? You know, like, Denver could be an attractive job, but I got to fight Mahomes and Herbert for mm. a dozen years. I mean, that's that makes my life a lot harder. I didn't think about that, but that's a really good point. That might be at least, you know, at the very least, a tiebreaker. Yeah, for yeah. somebody with, like okay, with, there's these two good family. jobs. I like the city the same, the <laughs> money's the same. They both have similar rosters, but in this other division, I gotta go. I gotta go up against Herbert and Mahomes for the next decade. In this other division. Uh, I, you know, it might look a lot easier with my path to getting to the playoffs. So uh, that, right. that's like pretty Jacksonville, good. you look around the South and it's there's no Herbert or Mahomes or powerhouse or team that's really built to be a dominant team for a decade. Okay, that's fantastic stuff. Ownership, quarterback, roster, uh, resources, draft and salary cap, and then uh, competition. Uh, those are Matt Williamson's top five. Uh, what we just brought up, though, about the competition, I want to start there next. When we start to rank... These jobs that are open now in the NFL for head coaches and GMs around the league next. People think unusual circumstances mean complicated taxes, but for TurboTax Live experts, that's what makes things interesting, really. Life changes are exciting and they usually have tax implications, but maybe you're a full-time employee who decided to freelance and now you need some advice on how to file as a contractor. Maybe you started driving rideshare after your 9-to-5 job, or maybe... 
you work in one state but live in another and you need some help reporting your income. So luckily, TurboTax Live has experienced experts dedicating to, dedicated to answering all of your tax questions and finding every deduction for you. And you can talk to them from your phone without ever having to leave your house, which is awesome. Uh, whether you got married, had kids, or changed careers, TurboTax Live experts are ready to help you with your unique tax situation and get you the best tax outcome. To TurboTax Live experts, an interesting life can mean an even greater refund. Visit TurboTax.com to learn more. Do your thing. They've got your taxes. Into it, TurboTax Live. Matt, the more I think about the like the money's big. The money might be number one for for some people. Uh, yeah, the right. city that thing, the, for that. the city thing, though, these are all pretty big cities, you know. With the exception of some, there's some smaller market, you know, like Cle- it blows me away. Cleveland has fewer, like a, a smaller population than Fresno, California, and Omaha, Nebraska. Like Cleveland's not hmm. a big town, you know, even though they've you've had these professional teams for so long. It's surprising, you know. Buffalo, I think it was uh, Jordan Matthews that talked about having kids in Buffalo because there wasn't anything else to do, <laughs> and so. Um, <laughs> That, that, that I think city would be part of it, but also there's you you make so much money as a head coach, and you can have an off season home and a season home, and your family can still hang out wherever you're already living if they like that city, and you know you can fly back and forth. Like uh, money makes the city part easier, so I, I would put those two probably together. If you make enough money, it doesn't really matter where you're living. Um, yeah, I mean maybe you're from the south and your family's from the south, and you despise the cold weather, and Minnesota sounds awful to you. But you'll probably live in the nicest neighborhood in town, and right. your house will be pretty darn good. And, and you know, I, I, we're not going to feel for you too much. And your wife, and your your kids can still go to school in the South, and you can come hang out yeah, for eight could, weeks yeah. a year, nine weeks a year in Minnesota. Absolutely, that would work too. We'll see you when we see you. Competition. You put out a tweet, Matt, and I want to bring this up about wins in the division. Now, some of these things are short term. You don't want to overrate the competition, right? For, for your job opening, your prospective job if you're a superstar head coach candidate. But uh, I was kind of blown away by uh, how stark the difference was between some of the divisions. And I you know I knew the NFC West had a lot of wins. I knew the AFC West had a lot of wins. But there's a reason why. And when you look at where... It, it, so in a lot of ways, I think it was 40 wins that the NFC West accumulated this year. Right? That's number one, yeah. And uh, there are some young quarterbacks and some good... Uh, quarterbacks and some good teams and good coaches in that division. But I think the West is even scarier, even though I think it was 38 wins for the West, which is the second most wins per division in the league this year. I would probably take a job in the NFC West before the AFC West just because of those quarterbacks and and, and how that looks long-term versus how it looks right now. Yeah, and I got to warn people, it's spreadsheet spreadsheet season. I started building spreadsheets (laughs) last night, left and right, and uh, the, the, came across this, and this was a Chiefs Steelers thing. I'm like, boy, both these teams have had pretty tough th- schedules, and the AFC East played the AFC North this year. So I'm like, I wonder how many collective wins these divisions had since they played each other, and they're still second and third in the league, you know, behind the NFC West, even though they played one another. That's pretty amazing. Uh, and yeah. the, the AFC South, to your point, has the fewest wins. It's terrible. And yeah, really not a lot of good teams. And even the good teams faltered not not only once, but for two different stretches this season. The Colts didn't even make the playoffs. And I don't even know how the Titans ended up with the one seed with the bad stretch they had in the middle of the season. So let's start with the Jacksonville Jaguars. That is one of the openings right now. And it's interesting because your first two uh, points here, ownership and quarterback, 
that's as good and as bad as you could ask for. So that one's tough. Is it is it a good job? Is it a bad job? You've got your quarterback, it looks like, but ownership hasn't been able to figure it out. Uh, you've already got a GM in place, which I think is is another thing that deserves mention yeah. here is if there's already a general manager in place maybe you wanted to bring your That's own guy kind of unique or right. unusual too so to me even though they do have what looks like a really good young quarterback they're still unknown about how good he's going to be and the rest makes me feel like the the jaguars isn't that good of a job it, it can't be the number one landing spot right or is quarterback enough there is is that pull which is which was enough for urban meyer is that enough for you for the jacksonville jaguars it's funny because I urge everyone, I just recorded a Locked On Now video where we really went through these and they asked me to pick one. And I danced around the question like crazy because of these five openings, I took Jacksonville one, which is really talking out both sides of my mouth because my number one criteria, they're the worst. I mean, and, and that includes GM. I'm going to lump them in there. I mean, people I have to report to slash winning culture Jacksonville's last for sure of these five, but I looked at it and said, if I could pick one thing from any of these five openings to work with, it's Lawrence. I mean, to me, Mm -hmm. that's the number one asset that any of these five jobs offer. And they have the third most cap space in the league. They're picking first overall, you know, I mean, that part of it's really good. And the division stinks. I mean, the rest, right. everything but number one on my list is wonderful. So you kind of look past number one because everything else. What about location? Jacksonville, Florida. That might not be. Yeah, my best bud lives down there. So oh, does he? Cool. Okay, good. We'll hang out with Sims. <laughs> like that a lot. <laughs> Here, how, here's an interesting question for you. So looking at these job openings, and we've got, I'm missing one here. we got Jaguars, Bears, Vikings, Dolphins, and. Denver. Uh, Denver, that was it. Broncos. Okay, so. Looking at both Florida jobs, so ownership, yeah, yeah, things haven't gone well with ownership in Jacksonville. What about the Dolphins? The Dolphins just told head coaching candidates that they're not going to give you the quarterback you want, and they're going to fire you when you still win without the quarterback that you want. Does that knock the Dolphins down a peg or two for you, Matt? Yes, and I think the offense needs a lot of work. I think ownership likes Tua more than Flores or Williamson likes Tua. I can Mm -hmm. live with them, but I think that he's destined to be a middling guy that you and I always try to avoid. And they do have the most cap space in the league. That's intriguing. I mean, you got to like that. Um, I don't love that Josh Allen's in my division. I don't fear Mac Jones and Zach Wilson, but you could certainly make the argument that I'd rather have those guys than the quarterback I'm inheriting, especially Jones. You might not fear Jones. Do you fear Bill Belichick? And how long is he even going to be around? Do you think, by the way, speaking of head coach candidates, still not seeing a lot of Josh McDaniels. Is there a handshake deal that McDaniels is going to take that over eventually? Because that's that's I've really thought that. Like when he turned the Colts down, I just assume yeah. he's a successor in New England. It just really feels like that's the direction that that's going because yeah. uh, otherwise he would be he should be a super hot head coaching name. Although maybe he got blackballed for what he did to the Colts. Yeah, maybe. And his little his short run with the Broncos wasn't great. No, true. Drafted T Bone first. So Jaguars is your first choice, huh? Yeah, I hate okay. ranking them this year. To yeah. be honest, it's with tough. You. They're really tight for me. I had a hard time They're when I was really trying to tight. go through this. Who's your te- second team then? I think. Denver, 
I don't know. I just talked about Miami. Let's talk about Denver. Okay. Well, they got Herbert and Mahomes in their division, and the Raiders are in the playoffs as we speak, and Carr's no joke either. So I'm clearly for for the foreseeable future. They're, they don't have an owner. <laughs> I mean, they're up for sale right now. Like, <laughs> I'd kind of like to know who my boss is. You know, I mean, if there was good ownership in place, I would maybe move them up to number one despite the divisional obstacles because I really think they are – a quarterback away, you know, the roster and the resources to go get the piece I need aren't that far off, you know, but I want to know who my, my owner is. They have the ninth most cap space in the league. They got reasonable, good draft capital. They got some guys they could trade if they had to, to go get a big fish, you know, quarterback to compete with Mahomes and Herbert. But boy, the, the, the not knowing who the owner thing is, is kind of big. That is pretty big. That is pretty big. And no quarterback. So the Broncos, for me, can't be number one. Too many unknowns there. And you may not just like, and we just saw with Vic Fangio, good coach. Uh, He had one side of, he had his ball correct. You know, his side of the ball was going well, but couldn't find the quarterback and gone and didn't have time to find that quarterback. You got to find that quarterback quick when you show up or else, because you, and let's actually use this to go to the Chicago Bears. Nagy and Ryan Pace found their quarterback too late if he is the quarterback, right? So you draft a quarterback and you don't even get a chance to develop that guy. So uh, it's so difficult. I think I would personally rank the Bears number one. I, I would I would put Chicago just as far as a city. You know, be, I think Chicago, I think that the, the fan base there, fan base the division, awesome. Aaron Rodgers is not going to be around that long. I think the Bears I would put number one and maybe I would rank – Trevor Lawrence ahead of Justin Fields, but I am a big fan of Justin Fields, and I think that would be the best job right now because unlike Jacksonville, you also get to uh, bring your own GM or at least know who the new GM is going to be, and I'm not a big fan of the sitting GM in Jacksonville and Trent Baalke either. So to me, I think Bears becomes number one. How do you feel about the Bears job? I think you make great points, and there's certainly a strong case for everything you said, and I am very much a Fields believer. I'd rather have Lawrence, but... I'll gladly walk into walk, you know, sitting there with Fields for the next 10 years and him being my guy and us being linked at the hip together. I'm very cool with that. Um, I think you have to mention the Vikings when you talk division two. I mean, besides the AFC South, I would think the NFC North is the most attractive division to go to. You hope Rodgers is unhappy, but even if he returns, he's not going to be there for 10 years. I mean, you'd yeah. rather Rodgers was in your division than Mahomes or Herbert. So the rest of the quarterbacks aren't that scary. You know, I mean, they're all rebuilding. They're going to have, you're going to be with another new head coach in that division. My problem with the bears is I guess, aside from Jacksonville, I like the rest of their roster the least besides quarterback. And they don't have a first round pick. I think, I think the roster might be slightly underrated in Chicago, actually. Uh, they do need some pieces. They need some help. I think their offensive line wasn't as bad as it was treated. But I, they need some help on the offensive line. You need some more playmakers for Justin Fields. I think defensively, they do have some nice players in a couple of spots. But they still need some work there. But I think the Bears roster is okay. And they have some pieces if you wanted to tear down the current roster to trade away to get more draft picks to build the roster you want, too. So that's there's a lot about the Bears situation to like. It's not perfect. And none of these jobs are perfect. 
Right. Oh, none of them are perfect at all. It's they're they're right. all actually far from perfect. They're all very mediocre jobs. That's why perfect. this is so diffi- difficult. I wouldn't really argue with anybody if they had these in just about any order. Okay, next we'll talk about the Vikings job. Uh, we'll talk about some jobs that might actually come open. We'll finish up uh, Matt's rankings of these jobs, and we'll talk GM jobs as well next. All right, NFL fans, want to let you know about a new app that is incredible that everyone who buys gas needs to know about. Get Upside. Our listeners are making up to 25 cents for every gallon of gas every time they fill up. It's super easy. You download the free Get Upside app in the App Store or Google Play right now. Use promo code TOUCHDOWN, by the way. You get an extra bonus 25 cents per gallon on your first fill up. So that's 50 cents cash back per gallon on your first fill up. Don't pay full price at the pump anymore. Get cash back using get upside it's awesome you download the app and you open it up and it tells you which gas stations or partners you go there you fill up you get cash back it goes right into your account you can withdraw that cash back anytime you want to your bank account to paypal get an e-gift card whatever you want it's super easy free cash for you whenever you get gas some people who drive a lot are making as much as a couple hundred bucks a month Every single month because they're using the Get Upside app and getting cash back every time they fill up. Just download the free Get Upside app and use promo code TOUCHDOWN. We're all looking for an edge these days, and I'd like to thank OnlineGambling.com for sponsoring today's podcast. If you don't know already, OnlineGambling.com is a website dedicated to giving gamblers the edge. Uh, Throughout the playoffs, they're providing you with the best NFL tips, news, and more to help you make your bets as informed as ever. Uh, OnlineGambling.com gives gamblers the edge by providing the best and most trusted experience online all day, every day, inspiring every gambler in the world to beat the odds. Don't make emotional decisions with your hard-earned dollars. Make informed decisions with informed sources by experts. Be sure to consult OnlineGambling.com before you place your bets. So uh, they're on a mission to be the world's most empowering gaming and betting site, giving gamblers the edge by providing the best and most trusted experience online every day. Uh, OnlineGambling.com is inspiring every gambler in the world to beat the odds and do a great job doing it. So go to www.OnlineGambling.com and check out the latest NFL playoff news and Tips on how you can get the edge. I mean, visit the website for NFL tips ahead of these playoffs and during the playoffs, of course. So make sure you visit onlinegambling.com slash NFL for all the latest gambling news and tips to give you the edge throughout the playoffs. Remember, it's onlinegambling.com slash NFL to make the most of this year's profits through the playoffs. The Minnesota Vikings, Matt, this is a job that is not terrible, but it's not no. great. Two job openings in the same division. So you could say a lot about, you know, competition that we said about the Bears, about the Vikings. You've got a superstar receiver. Uh, I think maybe even overall the Vikings roster, I would rank aside from quarterback better than the Bears. But I, I like the young quarterback. But you could turn Kirk Cousins if you don't want to keep him into maybe a draft pick. Or you could just try to win now with Kirk Cousins. You can go a lot of ways with what's going on on the Vikings roster. Uh, the GM spot is open as well so that's a tough one between vikings bears i would go bears over vikings but i guess it's pretty close depending on what you're looking for yeah this is kind of a tough one because i would say ownership slash culture is good you know i mean this team's won a lot you know it's not a 
turn a two-win team into a 500 team. It's turn a 500 team into a winner-winner, you know? Yes, and patient, patient so, ownership. Yeah, right, right. They're not hasty. They stuck with Zim for a while. That's great. Um, I think you have to have the conversation with ownership at your interview, though. Are we blowing it up, or are we trying to just paint the house, even though the foundation's not perfect? You know right. what I mean? Like, or, or you come into the interviewers like, we're blowing this up, and they say, uh, we want to stick with Kirk Cousins, and we're gonna, we want to dictate what you're going to do. And you say, okay, thanks for the interview. I'm going to go take the Bears job. Right. Yeah. <laughs> right. 100%. Um, side note, I was taught one time the best – Inter- if you are interviewing for the job, treat it like you're the one doing the interviewing. You ask the questions, and it, you, know, mm-hmm. you get the best chance of getting the job. I like that. Work, work for me in my, you know, getting the Browns job and those type of things. And I haven't interviewed for anything since. But anyway, <laughs> you're, you're like, yeah, uh, okay. Well, this ago, is the right. this is the plan. Uh, you that, that'd be funny. First day scout, like, like you know what, Browns, this is the plan. And they would have been much better off if they went with the Williamson plan uh, way back. Whatever. Would have been was. worse. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, definitely wouldn't have been worse. <laughs> Uh, so, so back to the Vikes. Yeah. Of all these teams, and cap space can change, Miami has the most cap space in the league next year. Jacksonville's third. Denver's ninth. Chicago's 12th. Minnesota's 29th. You know, Ooh. so that's a big shot there. And they don't have an early pick. So does that mean, and I don't know what happens if you move on from Cousins and how much money you eat and how much cap space you create. And and you do get the, the you know, Daniel Hunter's back and they've built an offensive line. And I'd like to work with Justin Jefferson and those skill guys. So I think you can make a case either way. But how do I get this team to Super Bowl level? And I think both of us are more in the blow it up neighbor, you know, lane there. I, yeah, I think yeah. you get worse before you get better. You fix the cap space year one. You probably have a higher draft pick potentially. You're trying to win, but you you know it's going to be tough. Mm-hmm. Um, and you then you have the draft resources. Then you have the cap space in year two. Find your quarterback, you know. But you have to make sure that ownership's on board with that play. So Cousins is the obvious one that you deal with there. But are you? Shopping Harrison Smith and Adam Thielen and even Dalvin Cook. I mean, guys on the back nine that have been foundational players for you. I mean, Justin Jefferson's not going anywhere. Right. Uh, I mean, Derisaw is not going anywhere. I don't know about what if I do with like Hunter and Kendricks that are in their prime. I would probably, and this is, you know, maybe even too much for this podcast, and we should do another podcast on this. I would find out, and I would probably already know, but that would be a big part of, of, the beginning of that job, who are the heart and soul players who are important to the locker room? Cause culture is more important than getting a sixth round yep. pick for, you know, a, a veteran player or something like that. So you want to set the culture, Smith, that guy, right? Keep him. Like who cares, you know, keep him in, even if you don't win with him down the road and he's gone by that point, you helped him set the culture in the locker room for what the winning will be with all the young players you do bring in. So I think that's really important. You don't want to start from zero, zero. I agree with that. And trust me, that's my Steeler roots talking. That's, Aaron Smith handed it down to Cam Hayward and you can like go down the lineage Mm -hmm. all the way back to Joe Green of who the defensive line leader was, you know, I mean like good. And the Vikings have some of that, you know, so I wouldn't want to ruin that just so I could pick up an extra fifth round pick and 5 million off the cap. So I think that's, but that's, what's hard about this team is you can go, there's two paths. If I take this job, you know, I mean, which path am I taking? 
That's why I didn't talk about it in such detail with the other four, because I know the path I would take if I was Denver's head coach, Miami, Chicago, Jacksonville. This one, we have to talk it out and really you know, be on board with the plan. Which path are we going to take? And you can't bounce back and forth between those two paths. The more I think about it, this is how I'd rank them. I'd go Bears, okay, Vikings. Division's attractive. Yes. Uh, Jaguars, Broncos, Dolphins. I could throw them all in a bag and make a strong case for all, but I don't disagree with your order at all. I mean, I picked Jacksonville when I had to pick one, all really based on Lawrence and resources, but nobody's won there ever. Let me read this press release from the New York Giants. The statement of GM David Gettleman retiring. Uh, This is from owner, co-owner John Mara. He says, this will be a comprehensive search for our next general manager. We are looking for a person who demonstrates exceptional leadership and communication abilities. Someone who will oversee all aspects of our football operations. All aspects, including player personnel, college scouting, and coaching. Joe Judge is gone in New York. That's what I hear there. There's a GM that's going to come in. Maybe he thinks Joe Judge is his guy. I don't see how that would be the case because um, unless they're purposely going to hire a GM that likes Joe Judge because they like Joe Judge or something like that, I don't think Joe Judge has earned the opportunity to stick around there. So New York Giants could be added to this list. The Las Vegas Raiders, who somehow still made the playoffs. Like, I, don't, I almost don't know how you make a change there, even though I still think it's a better, 50, better than 50% chance that they're one and done, and they still do make a change at head coach. If you add the Las Vegas Raiders and New York Giants to those other five teams, how do they fit in? Well, Giants to me in terms of ownership culture is as bad as anyone. I mean, I think it's as bad as Jacksonville. The my number 2 criteria is quarterback. It's maybe the worst on Not this good. list. Yeah. I mean, that's pretty terrible. Um rest of roster doesn't get glowing grades, but it's not the worst thing I've ever seen. I mean, you can build an offensive line and go from there. Um, resources are really good in that I have two first-round picks, but right now I have negative cap space, which I hate. You know, I'm sure you could cut a Galladay or a couple people like that. Division's attractive. Money, city should be pretty good i would imagine sure uh, I mean, may not be for everyone I mean, right yeah it depends on what you're looking you know? for you have to put them behind almost all of those teams i think i don't love it yeah i mean what are you hanging your hat on that is a wonderful thing there's no trevor lawrence there's no fields you know like you look at those guys there's no miami defense in place you know there's no denver roster minus the quarterback you know there's no winning ways that minnesota's had so they'd be pretty low. They'd be last. Do you think there's an extra element in Las Vegas, just being in Las Vegas, and we've seen the problems they had, and you're dealing with young men that have a bunch of money all of a sudden that are in their early 20s, like just off-field problems. Like you're almost like there's a college level of, oh, gosh, now I've also got to talk about the importance of not screwing up and going out and doing things that are dumb. Um is there an extra element of headache just being in Las Vegas, do you think, with that job? Probably. I mean, they haven't been there long enough, but I would bet in 10 years we go, 
hmm, maybe Raiders players get in trouble a little more than others. And, <laughs> and they kind of already did in some ways. They right? kind of already did, yeah. And there's just more temptations, more to do. More people probably come and visit you. You probably get more texts from, hey, I'm going to Vegas. You're, yeah. you're going to meet me, you know, that kind of thing. And the fact, like, and, th- we talked about the Buffalo thing. The fact that it's just, it's open. Like, in Buffalo, yeah. there you can't do anything at 3 in the morning. In Las Vegas, you can do a hell of a lot at 3 in the morning. Whatever you want. And the other thing is, and I guess it's still sort of true, this organization built by Al Davis was built on renegades and cast-offs and misfit toys. You know, nobody wants Lal Alzado. We'll take them, you know, to, you know, those types, you know. So they'll bring in your, your tattered and poor and, you know, any, you know more, maybe more than other organizations will too. Is that a bad combination, you know, with the city they're in now? Maybe. You know, 10 years from now, we might be like, well, we got pretty much a lot of data here that shows that that is an issue there more than other teams. So it's not a bad job, though. The division's yeah. rough. I think there's obvious ways you have to fix the roster. It probably depends on how you feel about Derek Carr. That might be the, the tiebreaker there for a prospective head coach of the Las Vegas Raiders. Because if they did this with the roster they have now, you could fix some things on defense. Uh, add another playmaker for Carr on offense, and you should be a pretty good team. But again, rough division. Um, ownership they do have cap space. They have the eleventh most cap space. Mm-hmm. I have to double check that, which is good. Um, I like Carr a lot more than I like Cousins. You know, if, if it's kind of a same situation where you could come in and have two thoughts on the quarterback. You know, I'd rather inherit Carr than Tua or Cousins. Yes especially what they cost. But Carr's contract's up a year from now, too. Are we extending him? Ooh. You know, that that's a, a, a wrench. Like, yeah. Do I love him, or am I going to you know, do a year with Carr and then franchise him if I have to or extend him, or do I deal him now while I can get a lot? Right, or like, do like, people... a year from now you might find, ah, he's kind of the way I feel about Cousins now, and that's how I feel about Carr in, in a year or two. Yeah, and... I think it was Robert Mays' podcast was talking about this because they were talking about what would it cost to get Carr? Because I've talked about this on my Steeler podcast a lot. Like, hey, I'd give a second-round pick for Carr in a heartbeat. But I think I'm way undershooting what he would cost. That When Mays was talking about it, he said, well, if Wentz is going to get a one, a conditional one and a three, Carr's getting more than that. I mean... Oh, <laughs> I'm talking about other candidates, and I would for sure listen to offers on Derek Carr if I took the Raiders job. I That's what I mean. Like, yeah. if I inherit him and I don't want to extend him and I can get a first-round plus or 80% of the Stafford deal is now the time to move him. I don't think ownership for the Raiders would even hire uh, a coach with that plan, right? And Mayock's still there, so... I don't know. Yeah, probably not. Yeah, they, they probably believe they're close and they're going to win and they're going to get better, so they want to win now, guy. That's why I think Harbaugh is such a good fit for the Raiders, too. Could be. Could be. Interesting. Yeah. We will find out if those Giants and Raiders jobs are added to the list with the Jaguars, Bears, Broncos, Vikings, Dolphins. It will Seattle? be interesting. Seattle Seahawks. Will we get some old retirement? Like, is it finally the end for Pete Carroll and Bill Belichick? Who knows? What if they make a run and Bill Belichick retires shockingly, you know, although they might have their heir apparent already in-house. Very interesting. And with all the head coach firings, those are all new head coach 
uh, candidates as well around the league. So a, a lot to a lot will change. Musical chairs with GMs, coaches, and quarterbacks. Uh, that's going to be a lot to cover this offseason. But I think it's time to turn our attention to the wild card playoffs, Matt, for the rest of this week. Absolutely. It's and, season, bud. and your listener questions at BD Peacock yeah, at Williamson NFL. It's playoff time right here. Peacock and Williamson. <laughs> 